0: Welcome to the Zen Podcast of Buddha Gen, and today's podcast title is Birth of Shaolin Zen in Salt Lake City. And we're going to talk about, obviously, the origins of this sect of Chan Buddhism, um, American sect, and we'll... um, and let's see what else are we got to talk about. We'll of course read from the Tai Chi Beginner Book, uh, which is going to be fun. Includes my letters of recommendation, and um, yeah. Well, today is kind of going to be an origin story day, a cla- uh, podcast. All right, let's get going. Hello there. Um, in these new Zen podcasts, now the older Zen podcasts, I, I kind of started them off kind of like I am now. I'm always re- rambunctious and energetic and enthusiastic. And then some people, I think, they were looking for the more zen, and I was making them, a, you know, 20, 18 minutes 20 minutes long, the podcast. And, uh, and so I started kind of talking a little slower and developing a different pace, but... You know, I got a feeling that by the end of the podcast, I went back to just being me. <laughs> so It's not my job to slow your life down. Let's put it that way. All right, so Sanghas. Hello, everybody out there. This is Buddha Jen, and uh, hoping to create some more Buddhas out there. Remember, Buddhism is about creating Buddhas. If you don't think you could become a Buddha then somebody's really messed up your head. I mean, gosh, that's like saying, oh, you'll never be an adult. You'll never be a human. You'll never be uh, responsible. You'll never be a something. People who, who program those kind of negativities are unfortunately usually your parents. The um, But anyway, our goal here is to actually decide what's right for you. Find your abilities and let you discover your abilities. Through the Kung Fu and the Tai Chi, you're going to gain control of your life and uh, different aspects of what you're doing. So... Um, uh, it's a sorry I had to take a little pause I was distracted by somebody and uh, <laughs> protecting my cat out here somebody was taking too much of an interest in my cat so okay let's see where were we the origins of the original um it was actually the Shaolin Chi Mantis Sangha you've got to remember we actually are a uh byproduct of the Shaolin Mantis, traditional Buddhist Gong Fu, Taoist Taiji Shuan, and Confucian strategy school, founded in Shaolin Mantis in 1992. So... Uh, Although I'd been teaching for many years before that, I'd started like 14 years before or 12 years before that in my Kung Fu, um, that was when I officially founded the school with of course Shaolin Zen built into it. And then we pulled out during the 90s into our own kind of separate sect, obviously trying to push people back towards Shaolin Shimanis. but at least this way we can provide the wisdoms and the information to a lot of people who otherwise aren't going to pursue the Tai Chi, not going to pursue the Kung Fu, but they should still get the opportunity to be smarter. So that's why I, I broke up. The Shaolin Zen. Uh, I don't really want to call it a religion because remember religions are regulating God, and I'm not regulating God. I'm just dispersing information, <laughs> and that sounds more like a university than a than a religion. So the the Shaolin Zen College. Ooh. I like that. Maybe we should call ourselves that. i like. I kind of like that. All right. So um, anyway, Sangha's out there. We. Um, I don't know what, what kind of stories do I want to tell you. We basically. You should check out the Shaolin Chihmanus literature, so you can see where we came from, because most everything that we have was there, but a lot of stuff got left behind. Uh, I. I'll, I'll probably be adding some this stuff, I, and rather than building up the Shaolin Zen literature, which I already had, and the, and the curriculums and the Dharma and everything, what I'm go, adding to it is the books and the programs. I've added the Tao of Taoism, which I sort of, that book is an entire Taoism course. How to make Taoism part of your life and enhance your life, and <clears throat> and then this uh, book Four Noble Truths is also going to be a workbook. When I'm done, the first um, it's going to be kind of like a chance for you to. To integrate it into your life. Well, we'll see. And so, huh. Shaolin Zen is just trying to bring you the information, the Buddhism. Okay, and then so you can share it with other people. And remember, that's what's really fun. It's not only when your life gets better, but when you start making other people's life better, then that's, it's, I don't know. I I think there's obviously some sort of ripple back effect of helping other people, but it just makes the whole world a nicer place to live in. And and then you get them to start helping people and then you start to see the side effects of the world getting nicer around you. Okay, so set a good example. Be a good Buddhist. Um, uh, that's what being a sangha is, is to try to make you into the best person you can be. So then you go out there and they say, well, how come you, you're so much better than everybody else? And it's because you're trying to be and you're with other people who are trying to be and you're using information which is designed to make you a better person not make you a, a something else you know something that's ignorant or something that's just obedient we're trying to make you into the best person you can be okay without killing anybody Hello there this is the book ad for the Tai Chi beginner book. Now the Tai Chi beginner book is what we've been using since 1992 and I've got to confess it's an amazing book. <laughs> I can't I'm not just saying that it's an amazing book it, it's it inspires me every time I read it. It's I'm so I, I need to share it with more people because if it if it still even and yeah after all these years every time I read it I still learn something something becomes a little more illuminated it's a great book so I'm glad that the Songas are going to use this as their introductory book I think it'll be a good thing to get everybody on the same page and then we can start with more of the the actual. Well, yeah, I think this is a good way to get everybody in harmony. The Tai Chi Beginner Book. So go ahead and get your copy of it, even if you're not learning the Tai Chi Shuan. There's a lot of good information in it. You should kind of like see what's involved and and think of something else as a 16-step project, like learning to play the piano or something, getting your first song. But uh, anyway, there you go. The uh, Tai Chi Beginner Book. Make sure to get it. All right, Buddha Jen here, reading from the Tai Chi Beginner Book. And I'm right now still in the introduction pages, and I'm looking at a really cool recommendation from the Bei Shaolin Health Club. And he's got two tiger hook swords in his hand in one of the pictures here. It's kind of cool. This is Dao Wan Chun, um, Charles A. Duzat. Or I call him Duze, but Duzant, maybe is proper way to say Duzant. But yeah, Dao Wanchun. I, I prefer talking to him in his Chinese name anyway. But he's a wonderful guy, and he actually taught me some really cool stuff. He actually passed down to me the Shaolin Fatal Flute form uh, back in the '90s. That was very, I thank him very much for that. He was looking for somebody to give it to who was worthy, as he said. Um, but anyway, here's a little recommendation he wrote for me. It says, this is in the beginning of the book, The Bei Shaolin Health Club and Shifu Dao Wan Chun are proud to acknowledge Shifu Shan Long of Shaolin Chi Mantis as friend and colleague in good standing. We also acknowledge his excellence as a practitioner and Shifu in the martial arts. This book encapsulates the complete essence and teachings of this noteworthy Shifu. We wish him continued success in his endeavors. Dawan Chun, at the time he was in Beverly Hills, I think he's down in Santa Monica, I'd be in um, South America right now, uh, running his master's, one of his master's schools down there. Um, I haven't talked to him in a few years. It's, uh, yeah, I'll have to get back in touch with him. But yeah, he's been gone a long time. Um... Yeah, okay, so let's see. Let's go to the next one. What else we got here? Flipping along here in pages. Ah, here's another letter of recommendation. This is Gary Varden. He was with me for quite a few years. This recommendation was written in 1995, and he was still a student in 1999 when I left four years later. Um, Gary Varden. I benefited greatly from my association with Shifu Richard O'Connor. He is an excellent instructor with a great depth of knowledge that he very ably shares. His sense of humor is wonderful and a sign of an enlightened person. I look forward to further association with my Sifu, Gary Varden. Hey, that was pretty nice. That was back in 95. Uh, Here's one from 1992. This is from the state of Utah, Department of Human Services, Youth Corrections. This is the Decker Lake uh, Maximum Security Prison. And this is from August 6, 1992. To whom and it says, "Okay, here we go." To whom it may concern, in order to his, assist him in the advancement of his professional pursuits, it is my pleasure to provide the following information as a personal reference for Richard Connor. Actually, it says O'Connor right here. Richard and I worked together at Decker Lake Youth Center from April 1992 to the present, August 1992. In this secure treatment facility, I had the opportunity to co-facilitate and participate in a Tai Chi course developed and instructed by Richard. The Tai Chi course was designed to assist our severely delinquent juvenile defenders in developing the ability to calm themselves, increase concentration, coordination, flexibility, balance and an understanding of traditional Chinese martial values as a means of personal empowerment. As a fellow martial artist with 12 years experience in several systems, it has been my experience in working with Richard that he embodies a high standard of self-discipline and provides high quality instruction. Richard skillfully combines his extensive knowledge and experience with a friendly communication style, giving him the ability to quickly develop rapport and facilitate growth in those he works with. Richard's personal presence is calming and always very pleasant. In summary, Richard has the personal and professional qualities that allow him to demonstrate excellence as a martial arts instructor and professional colleague. It is my belief that he would greatly enhance any program in which he was given the opportunity to participate. I am impressed by his level of commitment and willingness to volunteer his services. I have the highest personal and professional regard for Richard and hope that this information will be useful in the advancement of his pursuits. I will also be pleased to provide any additional information upon request. I can be contacted through the Decker Lake uh, Youth Center and gives you address, phone number, and that was sincerely Larry Dillenbeck, Senior Treatment Counselor. And yes, they actually signed a uh, petition that went around, uh, the because I was volunteering to teach there, and my results were so substantial, and the inmates under my um, instruction were being so advancing so quickly in attitude and uh, in other aspects that they were testing on a monthly basis, they decided that they wanted me to be hired, and so they petitioned the governor to actually hire me at that prison, and he he obliged, and I got a paycheck directly from the governor for the next year. (laughs) That was kind of cool. I always wanted to save those paychecks. Um, Hopefully, I got something photocopied. Well, I'm supposed to be selling the online school, but it's more like an update on where we're at. We shot another class today. We actually shot this morning. In fact, we got up, we started shooting at eight o'clock to beat the heat because it was a 90 degree day. Um, we shot section 19, lesson three. So we're doing really good. We're near the end. We were section 14 of the actual Tai Chi Chuan short form. And so we, that was the third lesson on this section. So the next uh, six classes are going to be learning the last two sections of the Tai Chi Chuan form section 15 and then 16 and then there's some drills and uh, shuffles and the rock horse which I'll teach after that and during this time the students can be now testing you can be sending in your your tapes actually because this is a new thing for me but normally I'd have the, the, the students scheduling belt test approvals. And I've got to get that together online for you. And when you send in in your tape, then I send you or credit or we'll figure out some online way to do it. And I'll actually give you an approval and you have to get an approval on every item twice before you actually take your belt test. So, um, yeah, so that's anyway, that's how the, um, the semester works and that's your update on the school and I'm I'm kind of like trying to figure out how to into the class schedule now in Courage, of course, the sending in of your tapes and everything. I, I'm still trying to imagine what's going to happen in the future as we implement what I'm creating. <laughs> so, anyway, we're at the almost at the end of creating all the videos for the forum. So there's your update. So I'm excited about that. A lot of work, and we're still having a, doing a, doing our work. Um, Oscar Barrera has been the cameraman on this. I haven't been really giving him a, a many much mention, but he he needs to get a lot of credit for. The fact that he's been a real trooper, a real warrior in in helping out and and through difficult times, you know, making this happen. So a lot of appreciation to Oscar Barrera for all his work getting this kick-started. I wanted to share a story, an origin story of our Shaolin Zen Cyber Temple. Well, not really a cyber temple. Rather, the cyber temple is a later version. Okay, so here's the history of Shaolin Zen. Starts in 600 A.D., with Bodhidharma going to the Shaolin Temple and bringing his Kalari Payatu, his Kung Fu, to the temple. <clears throat> he also brought his own hippie version of Zen, which he was kind of like simplifying the Buddhism. It was Mahayana Buddhism, which is actually my favorite flavor uh, other than Zen. So combining the, the Mahayana, the Chinese Buddhism, with this new kind of Zen flair, a hip, like I said, it's kind of a hippie version of it, but it's actually got the warrior because you got to learn the martial arts. So I guess we could call it warrior buddhism. And these uh buddhist warriors they were creating were never supposed to of course be hired out or used for war or battle. They were mostly for self defense. The, the buddhas the buddhas or yeah, the buddhas cuz all these guys traveling from uh the monks most people call them but they should be buddhas or they need to stay in the temple and learn a few more things. Um but the buddhas travel from town to town basically begging and teaching so basically you got to be a buddha you're sharing you're teaching so they're all enlightened beings and as they travel from town to town they not they have to deal with bandits and bur- you know bandits and robbers and murderers and who knows what somebody, and animals that might even eat you <laughs> like a tiger so you got to have a certain amount of bravery and know how to use that stick you're carrying you know which might have might look like a hobo with a bag of goodies on it you know your extra clothes and sandals but uh it's a weapon, and as a Shaolin monk, that's the first lesson you do use. In fact, the actual—and this is a fact. I've heard it and seen it in all books across the board. Uh, uh, 500 years ago, a Shaolin monk with a stick was the equivalent of 10 soldiers with a sword. So in other words, if you had one soldier with a staff, a monk with a staff— That would be the equivalent of having 10 soldiers with sabers. (laughs) That was the power ratio when they were setting out their little strategies. (laughs) So I thought that was always kind of interesting. They're pretty consistent. And I'm sure it would be at least five and no less um, if they were going to be a little more conservative, which is probably what I would do. (laughs) Because if I'm training those guys with swords, well, they're not Shaolin swordsmen. See, once again, you get a Shaolin swordsman and I'd put him up against five of those guys, you know, so... Yeah, the Shaolin is always the supernatural element. We we take things to the higher levels. Okay, so now I'm teaching the Shaolin Kung Fu. I'm actually, I'm learning the Shaolin Kung Fu starting in 1980. And in 1984, I start UCLA Film School and I'm there till for four years at 1987, 88. I'm still working for the department. Um, I was actually, yeah, I was working for the Extension Department of UCLA. Anyway, the um, origin of our... Kung Fu was. I started teaching. Uh, I graduated. Uh, every you know, they offered me a certificate, but I wouldn't take it because I didn't think I was a master. It was a, I considered it to be an instructor certificate, and I didn't think I was anywhere close. I just barely got through the program. Barely knew how to do everything. Um, I think I'd pretty much finished everything, but I still didn't consider myself an instructor, even though I was an assistant instructor, and I was actually really good. Usually, when I, even if I was hanging around and the other instructors would see me, they'd see me and go, "Hey, would you help these new guys?" And they knew I was especially good for bringing in new people and starting them from scratch, scratch, because I'm I'm empathetic and I can kind of like push people, motivate them. I got a sense of humor, and I can kind of tell what's going. I mean, I can communicate well with people. So anyway, they, and I heard that from several people. They say you're going to make a good kung fu teacher, and I'm going, ah, ha, ha. you know, like I would not even want to. I don't care if I could be a good kung fu teacher. I didn't want to. I was just a you know musician, writer, back then, and poet, and and wanting to make movies. Uh, but you know, not be a kung fu master. I'd hire somebody. You know, I like doing kung fu, but I wasn't planning on teaching. I got too many other things to do. So that was a big change for me. That that to move into teaching it and everything in the 90s. Okay, so then I'm teaching it, and a lot of our students are really benefiting from the Buddhism and some. Of, of the uh, the people, I can tell, are not as enthusiastic, and they really want something, because they're, they're what's called the disenfranchised Mormons. That's what they called themselves in Salt Lake City. They were the ones that either got, they bailed out or got kicked out, one of the two, and so as a result, they were kind of like semi-disembodied, and not quite, uh, um, that thing where you can't go to heaven, Uh, what do they call that? Anyway, whatever it is, they're not quite blocked from hell, but they're, they're not, they're kind of in a weird limbo. So they're looking for something, they still want to do something, and they've been raised and trained to have religion in their lives. So they really kind of enjoyed me creating a kind of the Buddhism course. And once again, not ever doing gods and not using bless you's and this type of thing, but basically they enjoyed it because it was inspirational. The ins- It was nice. And I had a little bit of formality of bowing in and out at the end of the beginning and end of the, of the sanghas even, just like a kung fu class. I'm not sure if I'd recommend that for the sanghas in general. Um, we'll have to kind of come up with some son- kind of sangha protocol so that as people form their own sanghas all over the world, thousands of them, who knows, tens of thousands, we'd like them to maybe all kind of have a parliamentary procedure basis so they don't become chaotic or disruptive, then that's not a Sangha whatsoever. In other words, we should set a good example. When you're talking about Buddhism, you should actually be smarter by the end of the conversation. Everybody's trying to teach someone what they know or discover something or figure something out or ask a question that they have to go solve. You can't always expect the answer to just pop up in front of you. Have a question and then go find the answer. And that's the beauty about a a Sangha. It's it's about finding the answers, not just sitting there and and absorbing it, you know, you've actually got to think it through and figure out what's right for you. Even Buddha said, if what I say doesn't work for you, throw it in the trash. So he said, just use what works. So that's, I guess, our, our sangha message messages. Well, the, uh, I'm picturing something I'm, I should probably tell you about the original Sangha, Um, we used to meet on Sunday mornings, because obviously that was replacing kind of a lot of people's church habits, and so they they felt, once again, kind of filling in a void. When everybody else was going to church, they could go to the Sangha, it was at the park, and it was kind of neat. I don't think we had more than... I don't think we ever got past 20 people, but it was nice, and it was, and, you know, I would start it. We were out there in the park, in a beautiful park in the mornings on Sundays, and, uh, and then we do the discussion, and we do the thing, and then usually I'd do a private lesson or something afterwards, you know, uh, teach something, but the, the, it was just a nice way to start the day on a Sunday. I really liked that, and so I'm kind of looking to maybe have a podcast, a live streaming podcast that we could actually have every Sunday, and I could, I could, um, we could interact in, in live, some sort of live manner, but So, okay, there you go. The origins and the future of the Shaolin Zen. Is it going to be a cyber temple? That's what I've been calling it since 1999 when I first formed the website at (laughs) ShaolinZen.org. All right, Sangas, get smart. Hey, the end song here. I'd put it on myself if I could right now. I'm using the Anchor podcast system, so I'm tagging something on the end, which may not be there, but it's supposed to be a song from the Tai Chi Magic 1 album by Buddha Jen, spelled Z-H-E-N on Shaolin Records. So Tai Chi Magic 1 on Shaolin Records. In fact, there's actually a website for it. Um, Maybe I could remodel it and make it better. Well, I'm going to be moving it to a new site, so maybe I'll totally revamp it. But it's at taichimagic.com. T-A-I-C-H-I magic.com. So go there, and you can actually, I think, order the album directly. I should put it right on the front page. You have to go to the front page to go to another. That was like, I, I need to redesign the, that website completely. So there you go. Go to hopefully.com, <laughs> and, and maybe, uh, maybe it'll be remodeled before you get there.